Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. It's your host, Gormy. Glad to be back with you. I, I've had a little bit of a break, went on vacation, and pre-recorded some episodes, but now we're back at it, and I'm excited to bring you today's guest. You may know him on Instagram at WSRT Fitness, but he is Sean Thomas. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Gormy. How are you today? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited for, for people to get to hear your story and then also get to talk about your, your current ventures and the things you're doing now. So you, you've got a lot to talk about. So we're going to get right into it. And I'm going to start with the question, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? All right. Thank you, Gormy. Uh, so as far as what qualifies me to be on the Fat Guy Forum, I grew up, I always had kind of an unhealthy relationship with food. And in between my high school graduation and uh, my 21st birthday, I actually gained a total of about 150 pounds, um, about 100 of it in the last year and a half before my 21st birthday. Um, and I was having chest pains, uh, trouble breathing, a couple of other issues, and actually had a physical, uh, a yearly physical with my doctor. Uh, on my 21st birthday, and between the issues I was having and what she could notice in her examination of me, she actually told me if I didn't get healthy that I was going to have a heart attack by the time I was 30. And uh, so that started my first diet, and I yo-yo dieted with the best of them. I uh, I tried pretty much every fad diet that there is, tried every different way around, every trick in the book uh, that I could find. Um, and basically, like it would work for a month, two months, three months, and then ultimately something would happen or I would get lazy or I wasn't dealing with the underlying issues. And ultimately, I would gain all the weight back. Um, and then basically, so a little bit over a year and a half now, um, I had an incident where I had come home from work and it was January in New England, which I, I know that, you know, is uh, not always the funnest of times. and. Uh, and uh, so I made it to the eighth stair of the staircase going up to my apartment. I live on the second floor and our staircase to get up to our front door is actually outside. And it was windy. It was cold. The wind, ch I think the wind chill was below zero that I, I know the, that the temperature was in the single digits. But uh, anyway, I sat on the stairs for about 15 minutes counting the stairs. That's why I know it was the eighth stair that I was sitting on. Um, because I was too out of breath to get up and go up the stairs. And so I kind of just had enough. And um, I basically decided that I just needed to do better. I've got seven kids and I have a wife who actually has a, uh, um, a couple of conditions, a heart condition, kidney condition. And so she needs me to be in, in, in good shape to take care of her. And she needs me to be in good shape to take care of all the kids. And so I just kind of had enough and got serious. And then as I, I know that we'll talk about, a couple of things happened that set me moving forward and then also allow me to pay it forward and help other people. Well, that, that sounds like a, a, you went through a lot really quickly, man. And you said that you had a a poor relationship with food. Was that something that started when you were growing up or did it really come into its own when more when you were on your own? So I always kind of had a pretty poor relationship with food. Um, so I grew up, uh, my mother was very negligent. My mother was an addict. And so I pretty much ate everything I could when I could eat. And so growing up and the food is there inconsistently or the amounts or the quality a food is inconsistent, not to mention, you know, uh, I was an athlete growing up. I, I had a lot of things going for me that kept it from being a problem when I was a child. Um, but I should have known that I would have that, that there would be issues later on. Cause like, uh, I, I can remember like going to be with my father for a week and I gained so much weight in a week at my father's house that when I came home, my mother started, uh, um, basically ridiculing me for getting fat in, at my father's house in a week. Um, like I gained like 10, I think it was like 10 pounds or 12 pounds I gained in a week. Um, and it was just a matter of the fact that I was eating everything in his house. Cause at my mother's house, there wasn't always food like that. Like I would get punished, um, you know, for, if I ate certain things that like she would bring home for herself or for her guests. And, um, 
And so by, so by the time I grew up, you know, my first priority was to make sure that I always ate. I didn't like feeling hungry uh, like that. I didn't like feeling starved. Like there would have growing up, there were days when I ate nothing the entire day because there was nothing in the house. And uh, so I decided that I was never going to go hungry again. And so that coupled along with where I lived uh, when I got my first apartment, I was I, I loved to cook. So I, I was cooking for everybody. And so when you're cooking for everybody, you always eat. And then like I would be cooking like first thing in the morning for guys who wanted to, to eat before they went out to work. I had I, I worked in floor installation at that time and uh, and I knew a lot of construction guys. So we'd be eating at four o'clock in the morning. But then again, I also knew a, a, a lot of uh, very nice ladies and a couple of other uh, partiers in my neighborhood. And so I'd be cooking 10, 11 midnight. Like I was only sleeping like four hours a night because I was cooking. If I wasn't working, I was cooking. And so if I'm cooking, I'm also eating and I, I'm a bad grazer. Like, even like that's still one thing that I have to actively consciously to this day actually work against is, is, is the, um, so that's something that, uh, so as a kid, you know, I could never really get consistent food. So as an adult, it was, oh, I'm, I'm just going to eat everything in sight. And because I'm not an addict, I, I, uh, I, I, my first priority was to always have food in the house. Um, so it was always readily available. So my weight ballooned very, very quickly. So. Yeah, it sounds like that, that idea of the scarcity mindset really kind of became the rule that you were living your life by. And I, I know from experience talking to other people, once once that sets in, once you're around in abundance, it you still think there's a chance, you know, your brain is still telling you, well, there's a chance this could go away. So it, it, it makes sense that that can, can definitely develop into a problem. And you very rapidly then saw your your life kind of physically change. Like, what was it like to, to put on that much weight that fast? So at first it was almost by design. So when I stopped, so I grew up an athlete. I had a couple of minor injuries that kept my playing career from continuing on. And um, so I decided that I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And I had a couple of friends who were bodybuilders. And so I decided, well, if I want to be a professional wrestler, I have to look like one. So um, so I started trying to bodybuild with my friends who were bodybuilders and they'll remain unnamed, but like they, they wanted to be serious. One of them wanted to be in the Olympia someday. He never made it. Um, he did, I believe get his pro card, but anyway, um, so I, I started eating a lot cause at that time, what was the fad, uh, for bodybuilders was to eat six, seven, 8,000 calories every single day. And so like, so you were eating eight times a day plus all your supplements and, all of a sudden, you know, they were taking steroids. I never did. Like, actually, that was like one thing. Like, they used to get after me, like, dude, you'll, be, you'll you'll look like the guy you want to look like in six months. And it's like, yeah, dude, I take a year and a half or two years and and be in better shape. And so I kind of used to laugh at them right back. Um, but uh, so at first, so at first, I gained quite a bit of weight. I gained about thirty pounds in the first ten or eleven months. And uh, but I, I was looking pretty good. Um, what happened, so what eventually happened was I was in a car accident. I was about 19 and a half, a little closer to 20. Um, I got into a car accident in which I actually got hurt pretty badly. Um, I was homebound for a while. I was in a wheelchair for a couple of weeks. Um, I, it, I, was, I, was, I was pretty beat up. And um, I mean, it, it was never a you're going to be paralyzed for life type of a thing. It was a you need to not be on your feet. You need to not be upright. You need to let your body heal um, situation. So it wasn't like it was it was scary because of how badly I was hurt. But it wasn't scary at the same time because I knew I would recover. But it's still stuck in my brain as you know, you're you're completely you're completely screwed. And I ended up using that as an excuse for a very, very long time. Um, in fact, and, and until so one of the di one of the diets that I tried and failed at, I kind of started to try to push that excuse aside. I actually aggravated um, my lower back a little bit, and even though like it wasn't related to the injury, I kind of equated it in my brain, and that's what actually killed that particular diet. Um, and then it took another couple of years before um, the incident that I told you about, where I was sitting on the stairs. Um, mm -hmm. So for sure, man. So you, you figure out, obviously, you know, you, you, you had those sobering moments with the doctor talking to you about, you know, what could happen. 
what you're, you know, what you're possibly going through. You have that kind of real, you know, everyone, everyone talks about remembering their moment and you very clearly then, like, I, I think that's, it, it's great that you have such a, a clear vision of when that happened for you. And it was a catalyst moment for you to make some change. And. Well, it's, it, it scared the hell out of me. Um, you know, my my grandfather uh, is, was one of the first quadruple bypass recipients. Uh, heart heart problems, yeah, run, heart problems run in my family, and uh, so that scared me. Which is why you know that was my first diet, and you know just just so like I was off and on diets, and and just because I hadn't quite hit that mindset when I turned thirty, when I got to thirty, I hadn't had a heart attack yet, and I was still obese. It was about let's see, six, six months. No, it was like a year plus before, um, before I had that moment, uh, on the stairs, like I hit my 30th birthday. I was still obese. I went, ha, that, that doctor was wrong. I didn't have my heart attack yet, which, you know, a couple months later sitting on the stairs, it's like, yeah, maybe the doctor was right. And it was just a little delayed because I had tried so many different things. Um, so, and in the meantime, my father also had a heart attack too. Uh, he almost died. So, yeah, so this, so so when anybody talks about heart stuff with my family, kind of uh, kind of catches our attention very very quickly. Oh, it sounds like it, man. And but it's great that you were able to kind of work through finding a way to make some change. Like what you you tried a lot of different diets. What do you think really ended up being? You know, was it what was it about working? You know, I know you said you worked with Alan and Crystal. Like, what was it about working with them that finally made things really click permanently for you, you think? Like what what made that change catalyze for you? Well, I mean, the short answer is that it made it very, very real. Um, so in which to that I can explain. So I started losing weight in January after that, uh, after the moment staying on the stairs. Uh, so that would have been, what's that, 2018. And um, sometimes I get my years confused. <laughs> um, anyway. So, um, yeah, so, um, so for the next eight months, I tried like eliminating a food here, a food there. Like I, I had stopped, I had already stopped drinking soda. Um, but like I stopped eating potato chips. I stopped eating fried foods. I had backed off of what I had, like I used to have a 2,100 calorie lunch. I had actually gotten my lunch down to 600 calories without changing like the main idea of what it was. Um, just changing the ingredients and the stuff that I had with it. And, um, so anyway, um, if you go to my Instagram or to my uh, to my YouTube channel, uh, sometimes you'll see a, a side by side, you know, bef before and after picture. I mean, the before picture wasn't actually taken until August 5th, which is my father's birthday, which was kind of a memory of uh, his heart attack where he almost died because he actually had the heart attack like two days after his birthday in 2017. So um so to me, it was like, all right, well, it's close enough to a year and it's his birthday. This is so I'm going to take this picture. So I actually already lost 24 pounds by the time I took my before picture in the in the next couple of months. I had lost some more weight, but I had gotten stuck and I was getting ready to kind of just quit again because like I I, ha I I was unsure of what I was doing in the gym. Like I know how to do I, at that point. I knew how to do exercises, but I didn't understand like how to put them together, how to get the most out of them. And you can only understand so much when you're coming from very little residual knowledge from over a decade ago. Um, you know, like when you're, you're watching like YouTube videos and things like that. And so uh, when Alan put up that uh, the coaching special in November of 2018, it, he put it up on a Wednesday. And, uh, and I don't, at the time I didn't get paid till Friday. I was like, dude, I, w I wish I got paid today instead of Friday. And he all messaged me. So we ended up messaging back and forth. And he says, well, if you promise to pay me on Friday, I'll hold spot for you. And, um, and so, you know, what I did was as soon as I stopped messaging with him, I actually called my grandmother and said to my grandmother, Hey, can I, can I borrow some money? And she says, yeah, sure. What do you need it for? I said, well, I, I'm hiring a coach to help me. And she says, I'm, I'm really proud of you. And my grandparents, um, on both sides of my family were really good to me. My mother's parents have passed away, but my, my father's parents are still around. And they, they've been, they were my parents in essence. Um, you know, my mother wasn't allowed to be around because of my mother's antics and behavior and my mother was she was there but she was absent because of her addiction and um and so i i i actually 
would pay today early, which they were very happy with. And just to have that daily communication, which we still offer with the damn collective um, and having somebody who was very supportive. And, and, you know, it's, you know, I didn't know quite what to expect. So Alan, I subscribed to his channel because of his, his comedy of his dry comedy when he roasts some of these jokers that are out there putting out content. And so I was thinking that he was going to kind of be like my drill sergeant, kick me in the ass. And um, the first close with him and Crystal, in which he he like he almost never swears in front of her. Like he does, but not a lot. Um, definitely way toned down than in some of his videos. Um, I mean, and, you know, just the call was just so great. That felt like I can remember the first call where I was just sitting there like, I got no clue what I'm doing. Like I was, I was telling him about how, yeah, I usually go to the gym at seven o'clock in the morning, but since we had this call, I figured I'd go to the gym after. And they're like, good. Cause we want you to do this workout today. And they gave me the workout and, um, and just to have that daily contact and, and the, the, the regular, um, uh, you know, support that they give. It, it was just amazing. And, you know, and, and at first glance, like a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're pay you're paying them to care. But like, you can tell it's it's much more to them. It, it really is. And I felt it so deep. And because of all the issues I had with connections growing up because of the way my parents were, because I didn't see my grandparents all the time, though they were supportive when I saw them. Uh, so it was kind of like that same type of thing. I don't I, they talked to me every day, but like I didn't have video calls with them every day. So it, it kind of reminded me of the relationship I have with my grandparents and with Alan not screaming, going crazy or, or being nearly as flamboyant, you know, with, with it, like he was so supportive and, and Crystal was there for most of the calls. And, and she is just she she's just an absolute gift to this world. And so it made it so real. And I felt such a great connection that. It really, it made me want to try 10 times harder. It was like, so even though I was 10 months into, uh, 11 months into losing weight at the time and I had stalled out pretty badly, it was like a new day one without having to gain 20 or 30 pounds back, which was my, my typical norm. So was this your first experience working like in this kind of coaching relationship? Was this, was this really your kind of first time going into it? I had a coach when I was working with uh, my friends when I was first out of high school. Um, I, I uh, my my buddy, the one who wanted to be in the Olympia, uh, hired the coach and paid the guy extra to coach all of us. Um, so I didn't have any skin in the game. So to me, like, yeah, he was there. He was he was he was writing my program for me, but like. His interest was kind of half-hearted and my interest was kind of half-hearted. So it was like I kind of knew like the basics around it, but that was as close to any serious coaching. And like I said, I grew up an athlete, so I had coaches for all the sports I played growing up. But um, but no, uh, as far as like internet coaching, weight loss coaching, this was uh, Alan and Crystal were, were, were the first um, as far as that goes. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't have, have, have picked a better a, a better uh, couple to, to help me because they, they are just absolutely amazing. Well, I definitely believe that. And I, I like hearing uh, that was one of the things that stood out to me when you first reached out to me was just knowing, you know, from my own experience following Alan, like I, I obviously very, I think a lot of people are probably very curious about what a coaching relationship with him would be like, because um, you know what watching his videos is like, and you know, when he gets heated on an opinion, you know, and is passionate about something, you know, kind of where that goes. So I think that's great that you're, you know, sharing that, that side of it, kind of let people know that, you know, it's not just all kind of bluster and fire, you know, there's a real kind of deep, deep sense of, of feeling and thinking, you know, coming behind that relationship that he builds with his clients. That's really great, man. And this clearly you know, and more obviously physically and even kind of mindset wise for you was a transformative experience, but it's also had a much bigger effect on your life in general and the direction of your life, like where you're going to, where you're taking your life. Like, can we, can we dive into that? Because I, I want to talk about, you know, what you've got, you know, now that you, you know, you yourself, you know, have become a coach, like where, you know, where that desire came from and, and how you got involved with, with actually working with, Alan and Crystal in this new role. Absolutely. So, um, so as I already said, I started working with them as I was their client starting in November. Um, 
in February. So I was so one of the reasons why I mean, obviously, my family is very important. My second reason to wanting to lose the weight was because there was uh, we're moving to another state and I had a job waiting for me. And all I needed to do was pass a physical exertion exam and I couldn't do it. So my original weight loss goal was to be able to pass that physical uh, and the and the exertion exam uh, along with it. And so in February, I actually fell on the ice in front of my apartment um, and I suffered major, uh, major damage to my, to my left foot, I, uh, an avulsion fracture to the tibia, uh, a complete ATFL ligament tear and a 90 plus percent tear of my perineal tendon, uh, as well as a couple other minor issues. I, but basically the back half of my foot was completely destroyed. And because of that, I've actually, I, <laughs> I actually went out on, from the job that I had, had on disability and since never gone back. Um, and so as I was staying at home, knowing it would be a long recovery, I ended up not having surgery until July, um, which I can get back into later if you wanted to ask about. Um, but anyway, I kind of was sitting on my couch thinking, well, I need to do something different with my life. And I also, you know, was thinking about how grateful I was because Alan and Chris kind of helped me out. Um, you know, they spent extra time with me. Uh, they gave me a lot of extra advice. I mean, they really, really walk the walk when they talk about the level of support that they give people um, after I was injured. And I really felt and this is and this is truly from the heart uh, is that I, there's no amount of money that I could have paid them to be as supportive as they were. And I was not expecting it. Like I already knew how supportive they were from from almost four months of working with them. But just the level of uh, uh, the the, den the density of the support that they were giving me was just so great. Um, so as I started feeling better, I said, well, I want to pay for it. I want to help other people get healthy because um, that's what they're doing. And because, like I said, there's no amount of money that I could give them to pay it back. And so I said, the only way, you know, with when you have genuinely good people is paying it for it. So I said, well, let's figure out what the best way to do that is. So I did a little bit of research, a little bit of soul searching, looking around and came to the conclusion that if I became a personal trainer, I could coach other people to lose weight. And so I looked around, found, you know, ended up picking uh, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. They're nationally uh, accredited. They're, you know, uh, they're they're really the leaders uh, among the leaders in the industry uh, for personal training, and I said, okay, well that's that's what I'm I'm going to do, and I actually didn't even realize that that uh, Alan Crystal actually have the same certifications and um, they're mm -hmm. that same base certification, and uh, so anyway, I didn't say anything to anybody at first, um, and after a couple of days, I said, well, I'll make a couple of I'll make an Instagram and I'll make a YouTube channel. And when I, I'll make it about my progress because I was still losing weight at the time. And then I'll use that to kind of bridge into how I'm helping people in the future. And I wasn't quite sure exactly the best way to take it, but I had posted like three or four videos and like two of them were update videos. And one of them was me saying that I was going to Athlean X Live. Like, so there was like no real depth to that channel yet. There was, you know, I, I had like three subscribers. <laughs> it was, I mean, like it was a weekend. Um, it, so there was like nobody there. And so somehow Alan and Crystal came upon it. They found out and they found that I was studying to take the personal trainer exam. And so I was at the gym doing one of, uh, actually one of the volume workouts in his volume plan. And, um, and they messaged me and you normally, I don't even bring the phone into the gym, but for some reason by sheer fate that night I brought into the gym with me and it vibrated. And so when I was in between exercises, cause I won't look in between sets, uh, I looked down, I saw it was a message from, from crystal. And so basically long story short, they, they said when I passed my exam, if, if I was interested in internet coaching, they would love to have me on as a coach. And I was like, you gotta be kidding. So I, I brought, I, I went home and showed the, the messages to my wife and she, she looked at me. I said, listen, I know I told you five ten at a time. Cause I got this full-time job. And I'm, you know, eventually going to go back to it. And she says, she looked at me, she says, don't F it up. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, um, and so from there, it, it was something where immediately like, they still coach, they literally coached me as I was their client until the day I became a coach. And now it's it's like I'm still a client 
It's just from a different perspective. And they are so hands-on. I mean, uh, you know, we talk regularly and they are so supportive and helping me learn the way. Because even when, when you become a personal trainer, the certificate that you get basically says that you know enough to, to pass that test. You know, working with people is entirely different. Um, and it, it takes some finesse. It takes a lot of learning, which I still have a lot of learning to do. Um, I'm lucky enough that I worked in sales for a long time. So I have, I at least have that benefit where I, I at least have no trouble talking to people. Um, it, now it's just a matter of saying the right thing, saying them in the right direction and, and, and things like that. And they are so, so great um, with, uh, with with being supportive and, and, and making sure that I don't go too far off the rails. Because, you know, like I said, I'm, st- I'm still learning. I'm still new. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm, I'm getting better every day and, and they're right there to, to show me where I need the most improvement. So it, it's just been so fantastic. It, it, it's been, it's been quite a journey. It, it certainly sounds like it has been, and this has all been, you know, a lot of this has been just the past year, you know, November of, of, of 2018. We're not even to November of 2019 yet. We're almost there. Uh, so that's, that's, that's exciting, man. That's, that's really, it's great to see someone taking you know, a growth opportunity out of this, this kind of fantastic change that you're making. I think that's really awesome. And one of the things I've had the chance to do lately is, is dive a little bit into your YouTube channel and, and, you know, you have your Instagram account, but you, you use your YouTube channel to share not only like information that's helpful for people, but you get some of your, your opinions out there on a lot of different topics that are existing kind of in the fitness weight loss sphere specifically right now. Absolutely. Where? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say because like you talked about the starting of that channel really was like, okay, I'm on this journey. I'm here's where my journey's at. Like, how how would you describe the evolution of your YouTube your YouTube experience? Yeah. So uh, from the day that I started it, it was just going to transition more to what it's become. It just transitioned faster than I originally thought it would. Uh, you know, the original idea was to have weekly or biweekly updates on how much weight I'm losing, on the different things I'm trying at the gym, different exercises, like trying to make it where it's informative for people watching. Um, but at the same time, it's like, here's my journey. You can come along. You can do this, too. Um, and then once I had gotten certified, once I started working with clients, once I had gotten more experience, transition more and more to, OK, well, you're having this problem. Let's 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 look in. Let, let's look at this. Um, and so what happened was very quickly, um, you know, it was OK, well, I got to focus on studying for this test. So I had kind of put it on the back burner when I came back to it. I had gotten certified and it was, well, this needs to be a more informative channel. Um, I not only do I need to represent myself well, but I need to represent Alan and Crystal well. So I need to be very careful about what I say, what I do videos about. And, um, and what I quickly noticed was that, you know, people um, are very interested when there is a, a current topic going on. So I think like the first one that I did that was really like in today's news type of a thing I did, there was a, a study that Planet Fitness had, had commissioned and uh, uh, talking about women prefer dad bods. And so I did the video talk about, well, the, the higher end of the dad bod is still near obese. You're a couple of mistakes away from, uh, uh, from being obese. And, you know, why can't we aspire to be more? And so when I made that video, it kind of caught a little bit of traction. And then like a week and a half later, the whole thing with Jason Momoa taking his kids to the beach happened. And it's like, first of all, that guy is on the low end of the dad bod spectrum right now. And Everybody freaked out about it. And so I made a second dad video, um, you know, like, why, why are we still talking about this? Everybody kind of calmed down because it, it's like off season for bodybuilders, you know, where they'll gain a whole bunch of weight. And then as soon as it's time to get ready for a show, they diet it right down and the six pack comes back. And it's like, you know, everybody calm down. Jason Momoa is still going to look jacked in his next movie. Um and so, so, and so I, I noticed that, you know, people responded well to that. And then, you know, when uh, hefty lefty uh, Jared Lorenzen passed away, I did that video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 
And, you know, it's funny because, like, as soon as he passed away, I was getting ready to record a different video. So I had already had the whole setup, my whole my, my whole set set up. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to record that right now. And so I did. And I had that video out within an hour. And even though, like, it's it still hasn't gotten a ton of views, I still only have 100 subscribers. It was the first video of mine that, like, it didn't take, like, 12 hours to get a single view. It was, like, within minutes it had views. And I was like, I was like oh, good. So that's where it's starting. And so it kind of caught a little bit of traction. So um, I tried to do a lot of videos that are informative. I've done videos like the, you know, the five items that everybody should have when they're losing weight, um, you know, or uh, how to lose weight on vacation, things like I've, I've done videos like that. Um, you know, but then again, I also do a lot of videos with, you know, current topics or, uh, you know, a little bit of a page out of Alan's playbook, which is to talk about somebody who's spraying dangerous uh, um, advice or dangerous information. Um, I, I, I try not to do it just like him, but sometimes it does kind of sound very similar. But the idea is to just kind of spread the word because there are people who uh, are just putting out information that is just not not the best. And, you know, and, and it kind of upsets me because a, a lot of times and a lot of the ones that I talk about are ones that I think are scamming people. I'm, I'm actually getting ready to release another video uh, later today as of the day we're recording um about a woman uh who who wrote a book called the effort diet in which she you know she's um basically she's spreading a lot of a lot of information that can be very dangerous to people with food addiction problems and you know she kind of packages it all up with you know with uh effort you know uh, obviously spelled out I, I don't know what the censorship is like on this so i'll, I'll refrain from swearing um but uh uh, you know, so, um, but she's got no certifications, no formal training. She's a blogger who's been writing a blog for a while. I mean, she has been writing about it for a long time. I'll give her that credit, but it's, you know, there, there's still no formal education and the advice that she's given is just, it, it is, can be, uh, very dangerous to people. Um, you know, and I think where my issue with her lies is the fact that she she does have a couple of extra pounds on her, but she's not morbidly obese. She clearly doesn't have a true food addiction. So with her issues, it's it's kind of like, you know, she has the she has a, a slight issue, but she doesn't understand people who have really struggled. People who have had to lose 100 pounds, 150 pounds, 200 pounds and, and the difference in psyche. And to give bland general advice like that isn't it can be inherently dangerous. And so um, so w when I make videos along those lines, I call it the dangerous advice uh, uh, videos um, in which I actually have a playlist of those on my channel. Um, so. Um, so anybody who wants to binge watch all of those, uh, you know, obviously go to the gym first, scan your movement. But, uh, if you're sitting down, you want to watch something, you, you, you want to watch some drama, <laughs> you know, uh, that play, that playlist oh, is there. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, one of the things I think, one of the things that I think really is great that uh, comes through clear on your channel. And I think is obviously almost in some ways, probably mentored by your experience with Alan is. Um, you talk about, you know, a lot about truth, you know, and like, let's not just talk about kind of like opinions and feelings and, you know, what, what's going to make people comfortable, but like, what are the real facts in different situations? And I think that's something that gets lost in this, this dialogue now that's burning in a lot of places, you know, specifically YouTube about, you know, body positivity and size acceptance and fat acceptance and all of, all of those pieces that are kind of being put out there and supported, but are not you know, coming from a place of what is the reality of, of people's lives. Like, uh, so I, I just think it's great that you're, you're finding your voice, uh, in a way that allows you to say, Hey, you know, are, is this something to think about? Like I look at, you know, I was scanning your channel earlier and, you know, some of the videos I've seen, some of them I haven't, but like, I look at like, you know, you've got a, you've got a video about, you know, KFC's donut sandwich and, but then you go to the other, you can go to the other side and see, you know, you've got talking about what it means to have loose skin and, you know, ways to, you know, what were your secrets to losing weight? And, and what are some things that people can think about, you know, weight loss made simple was the title of one of your videos. Like, I, I think there's, there's this good kind of balance there of saying, you know, like you said, your mission is you want to make people healthy. And I, I think personally, making people healthy isn't just about, you know, the physicality, like you're helping them a lot with their physicality, obviously, as a coach. 
but also by putting this information out there and challenging some of these things that are just outright wrong. You know, by challenging those, challenging those messages, you're saying, you know, let's take a healthier approach to, you know, mentally to what we're looking at when it comes to our, our size and our weight. And, you know, I know one of the things Alan talks about a lot is, you know, you know, be attractive at whatever size you want to be and someone's going to find you attractive. You know, that's not going to change. It's not about, you know, whether even you should love yourself or not, but it's about is your body actually healthy? You know, are you going to live like are you going to be here to celebrate yourself in five years, in 10 years or in a year? So it it's this this wild insanity, you know, that I know well, because I used to be a part of it, like very much a part of it when I was over 500 pounds. And um, now I look back and I'm like, wow, some of the even the things I know that I said, I, I regret and feel like where what on earth was I doing? So I just I just appreciate the content that you're you're putting together there. I think that that's great. Uh, what makes your because now like you're talking about kind of like your vision and your voice and you know obviously you know Crystal and and Alan have have been huge supports to you and obviously are kind of mentors to you in a lot of ways, not just on your journey but now on your your coaching experience. Like I want to give you a chance to let people know like what is where where does you where do you stand as a coach? Like, what is the, the the primary core of your philosophical approach when someone comes to you uh, to enter into that relationship? So when so the first thing I do when a client comes on, um, and I'll try to do without giving away any uh, trade secrets, so to speak. But I basically I, I basically try to build a good rapport with people. I want to understand where they're coming from. Um, you know, just as a quick example, I, I told you I was in sales for a long time. And, and for me, money has never been a motivation. As long as I have enough to pay the bills, I could, I could care less about all the rest of the stuff. And so every month when I would have my, my, my sales meetings with my managers, you know, I, I would hate, you know, how they would say, well, if you did this instead of this, you would have made this much more money. It's like, I don't care about the money. Um, and so now that, uh, I kind of look at it from the manager's perspective, um, whereas the client, you know, the clients are like me in, in that scope. And so I'm trying to find out what drives them because, you know, you know, trying, trying, you know, some people are absolutely driven by the number on the scale. And if that's the case, you, you do the best you can to say, all right, so what can we do to get those numbers to be what you want on the scale? Other, you know, some people have have different aspirations. I have uh, one client that wants to start running 10Ks every weekend. I had a, another client that, that wanted to do a lot of biking. And, you know, I, I've got, you know, clients with varying uh, um, range. I actually had one that wanted to do that once she lost all the weight, wanted to do uh, uh, physique competitions, which is actually something I'm getting into now. And so for us, for her, it was something where like we had a great rapport right away because we were both thinking the same thing. And um, so, you know, I tried, I tried to get an idea of where people want to go. It means to them uh, to get healthier because if somebody comes to me who you know, say by the BMI scale, they need to lose 100 pounds. If their goals aren't to lose 100 pounds, me pushing them to lose that 100 pounds isn't going to work. If their goal is to lose, say, 75 and be able to lift a truck, then, you know, that then, then what I need to do is come up with a way to help them to lose the 75 pounds and be able to come as close to lifting that truck as, as they want to lift. So, so I try, I try to, I try to, build that rapport first. And then from there, um, I do focus a lot because almost all of my clients are, are actively losing weight, um, you know, trying to avoid medications, diabetes, cancer, and, and issues like that. Um, so for, for me, it, there's a lot of, of uh, mental side of this where, you know, they need a, a lot of support just like I did. And so you know, having the experience of having been a client, it's very easy for me to relate to them and ha help them relate to me when I'm trying to give them a direction. But uh, the mental side is so important. I can write all programs, uh, you know, workout programs in the world and, and spoil, spoiler alert, pretty much all of them work. Um, the, the thing is, is that the, uh, the mental side of it, the consistency, uh, the accountability, and, and then you know, as far as like the eating, the nutrition, the overall activity, because you're in the gym, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, the most a day, the whole rest of your day is, is where you need to make it count. That's where your weight loss and your health, it, it, you know, that's where you need to make it count. And that's, and, and that's, it accounts for 95% of your day is in the gym. If you work out every day, 95% of your day, 95% of your health is outside the gym. And so for me, yes, I, I write, Custom. I, I write programs for all of my 
clients. Um, everything is customized at this point. So I, I have like a general base of what I, what I like to do with people depending on their restrictions. And then I modify it to fit their, what their restrictions are. Um, and, uh, but besides that, it's okay. Well, what, like I've had a couple of clients ask for meal plans and I've done meal plans, but, um, a lot of the time it's like, well, what, foods do you like to eat? Cause I could tell you to eat chicken, brown rice and broccoli three times a day. But if you don't like chicken, broccoli and brown rice, you're not going to stick to it. So that doesn't do you any good. So it, it's a matter of building that rapport, knowing things that they like and, and understanding what a client is going to do and, and, and where, um, uh, 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 where, where that line is between, you know, you want them to be able to give it their all and, 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 but they're going to have to make some sacrifices to accomplish their goals. So what sacrifices are they willing to make and help them through that? Because that can be very mentally draining. Um, I know that the mental drain was, was terrible for me, uh, for, through my weight loss. Um, I was very happy to hit my goal weight about three weeks before athlete X, uh, four weeks before athlete X. And so I took a week at me, uh, uh, you know, uh, raising my calories a little bit. Then the next week I went up a little bit more to my maintenance level. And so for three weeks, I was at maintenance calories going into athlete X. So I had all my energy back and I was feeling great. The thing is, is that the, the nine months that I was with Alan and Crystal as a client, well, eight months plus one month as a coach before that happened, there was so much mental, you know, uh, um, learning growth that had to happen. And, th and that's something that I like to, to try to help my clients with. So, um, so that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, the, the, the long, long version of, of, of how I approach my coaching. So, um, but it's very important to, to be supportive and, and to make sure that people know that I, I really do care about where they're coming from and, and, and their struggles and where they're at, you know, both mentally and physically. That sounds fantastic, man. Like it, it sounds like you have a really kind of great centered approach to the work that you're doing with people. And I'm curious because one of the things you brought up when you were talking about it is also your kind of concurrent goal as you build, you know, your career in this sphere um, is looking at getting into, you know, a muscle building physique show again yourself, like some kind of, you know, performance there, uh, which is it's it's almost like a full circle from before your weight, your weight gain and things along those lines, like how, what is your perspective on that now? And what is, what, what are your goals in that area? I think that's, I think that's really something that's interesting for people to hear about someone that's come from having been as overweight as you were to now being able to see, you know, kind of a focus on those goals. Yeah. So as far as so my interest in bodybuilding, I, I think I told you my, my original idea when I was younger was to be a professional wrestler. Uh, my buddies were in, into bodybuilding and they were trying to talk me into doing bodybuilding, uh, natural bodybuilding shows. And uh, it was actually around the time that they had talked me into it that I got into that accident. And I kind of just stayed really into bodybuilding. So even, even when I was at my most unhealthy points in my life, um, I was still like, like I would watch, I would read magazines and now you can stream digitally, like watch the Olympia online. Um, so like, so like I, I stayed really into it. And when I was losing weight, you know, as I said, it was for my family, for health and, um, you know, and then also originally for, for the job that I had wanted. Um, and so when I lost the weight and everything was changing, I'm now becoming a personal trainer and, and all this. So, so I said to myself, well, how am I going to stay on my goals? How am I not going to rest on my laurels and, and gain a whole bunch of unhealthy weight back? And I said, well, I, I'm not going to stay. I've hit my goal weight. I'm probably going to gain a couple of pounds back here as I go up to maintenance. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep my goals moving forward. I don't want to be a power lifter. I don't have any. I don't have. There's no drive for me to try to lift 600 pounds off the floor. That doesn't interest me. Um, uh, I, I really don't feel that I have the frame for it. And a lot of those guys do need to gain quite a, bu uh, a bit of weight back. And so that's not interesting to me. I said, you know, what? I really love physique competition. So, uh, I'm going to use that to stay to my goals. And so I started formulating a plan and basically I'm trying to build uh, muscle while keeping my body fat percentage low. So when I hit my goal weight, I was at about 15% body fat. And a lot of bodybuilders, you know, they stay in the off season around 10 or 12%. So I still need to actually, you know, lose fat while I'm building muscle here to set a good foundation. So I still need to eat very, very healthy and be very, very attentive. So there's still that mental focus part, um, which helps me to kind of 
you know, stay on with my clients because, you know, for me, I, I kind of pour myself into my work. And so I, I kind of treat it now as I have two jobs, you know, the, the bodybuilding part, which is my part-time job because I, I love training and I, I want to, to look a certain way. And then my, my more full-time job is, is, is helping clients get healthy. So, um, so that's kind of how I look at where everything is focused around being the, uh, as the, the best I can possibly be at my jobs. And so right now what I'm doing is I'm going to Athlete X uh, live again next year. And um, so I'm going to use that as a kind of like a mini show. Like, um, like, like, so that's that's my quote unquote show next year. It's obviously not a bodybuilding show, but I'm going to build muscle until about 12 weeks before, you know, it'd be lean, lean mass because I'm still trying to lose body fat. Then in the 12 weeks leading up to that, I'm going to do kind of like a mini prep, uh, like what I would do, a, a mini version of what I would do is if it were an actual bodybuilding show to kind of see what it takes, trying to figure out my way a little bit and see how I look. And then the following spring, I'm going to do so. Uh, probably in April of 2021, I'm going to do my first bodybuilding show. And what this is, what doing this allows me to do is have a goal that I'm reaching for where every couple of months, there's certain numbers or certain things that I've set for myself that I want to hit, you know, whether it's uh, being at a certain body fat percentage or lifting a certain weight or uh, increasing my muscle, my, you know, the size of one of my measurements uh, of my body by so much, things like that. Um, I have certain goals that I want to hit along the way to, to, you know, for my smaller goals, because everybody, if you have a larger goal and, you know, where, you know, for me, I lost on seven pounds, you know, you, you know, 107 pounds is lost one pound at a time, just as any amount of weight loss. And so, you know, you have to have those small goals. Okay. What am I going to do? You know, so, you know, starting at 280, what am I going to do at 270, at 260, at 250 and all the way down. and you know, so having those short-term goals really helped me to get to the larger overall goal. So I have all of these little small goals on things that I want to hit, things that I want to do to get to the stage. You know, like I said, my first show is going to be probably in April of 2021. Um, and so ha- having being so goal-driven and so motivated, um, I think that kind of helps me with also communicating that to the clients because, you know, I, you know, if I have a client that, say, needs to lose 200 pounds or, or 250 pounds, it's OK. Well, you're not going to lose 250 pounds in a week. It's going to take a very long time. And we need. So what, what's your goal for this week? What's your goal for this month? And then and, and approach it in, in, in short term stints. So that way they can see always a finish line. So that way they're motivated to keep going. I think that's a great integration of of your personal goals and also your your goals for working with your clients. Like that sounds really great, man. And one of the things that I'm really curious about, so knowing you've talked about kind of your mission and your goals, how do you think that all kind of fits into what happened? Like, because I I think you started to really hit on this already. Um, how do you think that fits into you know your continued success? Speaking specifically, you know, to your your weight loss and health like it sounds like you know one of the things that's there that i very strongly agree with is you can't let your goals go away like you you got to find new goals in life and find new motivation because obviously eventually the scale stops moving or you've lost the weight you need to lose or something along those lines happens like how did how do you see all of your all of that coming together big picture for you so for me so my goal is so the first show I'm going to do is going to be a novice show where I'm going to enter the open of that competition as well, not expecting to do well. I want to win the novice um, of that particular uh, competition. Um, and I would like to, if not win, be at least like top two, top three of the overall in that first show. And then uh, kind of, so basically my goals are going to be readjusted from show to show. But the idea is for me to continue moving forward with my health, because for me, it's not about whether or not I can get down to 4% body fat and look shredded on stage, though that will be a result of my goals. Um, for me, it's being able to know that I've one maintained something and shown my kids uh, a better example to stick to their goals, to stick to their dreams and, and to not give up and, 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 to, and that everything that's worth having is worth working for. Uh, cause it is a lot of work, you know, people, people don't realize it, but you know, 
know, eating on a bodybuilder schedule, even though I've I've learned to not eat six, seven, eight thousand calories a day, like what was the norm 15 years ago. Um, I mean, I'm still I'm at this point, I mean, twenty five hundred calories a day, which isn't, you know, you know, that's 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 a pretty standard uh, number of calories, um, despite the amount of activity that I have. And it's mainly because because um, it still puts me actually in a slight deficit. Um, but the idea is that it is is constant work and it's worth working for. And, um, you know, the idea isn't for me to be, you know, contest lean and really being myself up, which is another reason why I'm staying natural. Um, I have no interest in doing any. Uh, I, I think uh, James Linger calls them uh, juicy vitamins. Uh, I have no I have no interest in any of that, um, but you know, naturally, what will happen is is in off seasons. So, you know, obviously, a little bit of fat will come back because uh, being that lean isn't necessarily the healthiest thing either. Um, so you have to be very careful how you approach it. Um, and uh, although for me, it's a matter of moving forward and uh, uh, and and you know, like I said, having that persistent goal to be able to do all the things I want. I'm an avid gardener. Uh, I, I, you know, when I was at my biggest, I had trouble getting out, getting into the garden and taking care of it properly. If you don't take care of the garden properly, it doesn't produce the vegetables that you want. Uh, you know, and, you know, with a family as large as mine, you know, you have to, yeah, you have to come up with every way possible to not have to buy all that food. So, um, so gardening is one of those. I mean, I've always loved it. That was one of the things that me and my father always had in common. And my grandfather as well. But, um, you know, that's something I want to share with my kids. I, w- I want to share a lot of things with my kids. I, I can't do that, you know, at the weight that I was at and the condition I was at. So being healthier and staying healthier is is going to allow me to to enjoy more of my kids lives and someday grandkids and so on and so forth. So my, my joke to a lot of people is that I have to live to be 103. Um, I'm not allowed to die before then. and uh, you know, at the weight that I was at, there's no way I, I would make it anywhere close to that. So, um, so I, I definitely have to stay in shape as long as I can. Well, I, I think that makes sense. And I think one of the things that's been clear, we've been talking for about an hour now, and I, I think uh, you clearly have enough passion to take you to 103 and beyond, man. I, th- I think that's excellent. Sean, what, because we are going to, you know, Sean and I are actually recording during the day today. And we're going to be we're going to need to wrap up soon. But I I do want to give you a chance, Sean, because I I think you've been able to talk a lot about specific passions and things that you have going on. But I would love for you to be able to talk to people about what's coming, what's coming, what they can immediately expect to see next from you. And where are the best places for people to, to reach out to you? And how do they get connected to you if they want to get in on this, this passion that you've got to share? All right. So so as far as, you know, getting uh Getting in touch with me, it's WSRT Fitness. Um, you can find me on YouTube, uh, WSRT Fitness, on Instagram, at WSRT Fitness. Uh, there's also a Facebook group that's WSRT Fitness, which which right now I have a subgroup going, uh, which uh, only people who are in that group uh, can receive the link to, um, in which you actually get a PDF with all of the workouts that I'm doing for the next six months. And anybody who joins that program, and it's completely free, um, anybody who joins that program, and it's it is limited inclusion type of a thing too. Um, but basically, anybody who goes all the way to the end of six months uh, with my workouts uh, gets a twelve week customized workout program from me for free uh, to take with them. Um, and so basically, and the way that that subgroup is going is every day I post up uh, into five videos. So you have the workout, the main workout that I planned for myself for the next, well, right now I'm doing it eight weeks at a time. Um, but basically every day, like I wake up, I say, okay, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this to make the workout harder on myself. So then I record a video and I put it in that subgroup and say, okay, you can go ahead and do these if you want. Um, which is obviously up, up, up to the people doing it. But um, but then, you know, if anybody wants actual coaching services with actual customized plans for them, which I, I help them with their food, accountability, uh, you know, everything that we talked about before, that's through the Damn Collective, which I know uh, you, uh, the easiest way is to go to everydamdayfitness.net um, and go to the coaching packages. And uh, and there's an onboarding, like a question and answer thing when you sign up and you can request me on that. Um, I would greatly appreciate anybody who wants to re- request me. I, I mean, it would mean a lot to me. Um, 
so yeah, so those are the best ways to get in contact with me. And I'm afraid I forgot what the other part of that question was. <laughs> oh no, it's I just I, <laughs> no, I, you 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 covered that part great, man. The other I I knew I kind of I realized as I was asking, I'm like, wow, I think I'm asking seven <laughs> questions at once. This is this is a this is a this is a this is a lot at once. Um, really, what I I just wanted to give you a chance to like if there's anything that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that you wanted to make sure that people hear from you or or even kind of should have keep in their minds because like this we're gonna and we do have a closing segment that we do every episode that i'm gonna take you through in a little bit but this is really more your chance you know is there is there a message you want to make sure that that people are left with today um that they think about when they when you want them to think about you and wsrt fitness Oh, absolutely. So it's, and if you go watch my videos, which I, you know, would appreciate anybody who wants to go check out my channel, WSRT Fitness and subscribe. But if you watch my videos, a lot of times I talk about how we should all be aspiring to, you know, be healthier, to live the longest lives possible. It was very similar to Alan's message. But uh, to me, I kind of spin it a little bit, whereas, I, you know, and, and I'll, I'll instead kind of explain it more than say, because I say it a lot in my videos, which is, I spent the first 30 years of my life kind of not being happy with where I was at and, you know, an addicted mother, you know, bad re relationship with food, not happy with where my weight's at, my health is at. Um, I've just now gotten to the point, you know, with getting healthy and doing, being able to do things I haven't done, even with a broken foot, um, you know, that I couldn't, that I never would have been able to do. And so I'm finally at the point where I'm loving myself, like truly loving myself, not like with the body positivity, healthy at every size movement people try to say. I'm actually loving myself. I look at it this way. I spent 30 years not loving myself. I want to live as long as I can actually loving myself. And, and that's really the message. You know, love yourself. Love the people that you have around you that really care. Um, and, and so, yeah, so that's basically the long and short of it. So That's awesome, man. Well, one of the things that I like to do every episode is I end with what I call the Fat Guy Five. It's five questions I'm going to throw at you and just get your answers from them. And we'll, we'll see what you have to say. Okay. You ready for it? Absolutely. Okay, so here we go. So living or dead, Sean, tell me, who is your favorite fat guy? My favorite fat guy? Yeah. Uh, let's, oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I'll kind of have to say Marlon Brando because I love The Godfather. Mm. That is a good choice, man. I, don't, I haven't had anyone make that one yet. And he's always in the back of my mind when I think about it. So I... I, I I appreciate that. Definitely. Definitely. And, and a backup, just a quick, just a quick backup to that. Uh, blues musician, Willie Dixon. He, he would probably, he would be my backup. Hey, it's good. To, it's, Oh, I always think it's good to have a backup fat guy in your pocket. Always <laughs> that's always, that's always a good thing, man. So you, you put on a ton of weight really fast. Yes. So this question I think should be interesting. What was your quintessential fat guy meal? So when you were putting on that weight, what meal stands out the most to you as something that really was your go-to? Uh, I can give you two. Um, so, num so number one, and to this day, I have to admit, it's still my favorite meal, which is spaghetti and meatballs. Um, so I, I mean, obviously now I measure proportion everything. Like I'm like to the T exact on everything. Like I even made my lettuce, but at the time, so with my spaghetti and meatballs, I used to eat like a pound and a half of pasta at a time. Uh, that, that was one. Um, and then my second one was, um, when, uh, was the Tyson, um, breaded Buffalo chicken strips with a mountain of ranch dressing. Like that, that would be the other one. Um, like I would eat, like when, like I wouldn't have it all the time. Cause like they were always expensive to me, but, um, like when I would have them, I'd eat like the whole three pound bag at once. So like, yeah, like, and, and, and undoubtedly almost the whole, like, huge bottle of ranch would go with it so that would say so, so, yeah so those those would be my two there you go there you go so this is the obviously this this podcast is the fat guy forum and so there are going to be some some dudes out there and i think like i've had guests on that dealt with like lifelong weight problems like severe weight problems and came out of it and back into it and all of that and i think you represent a really you know unique segment of the population that put on the weight a little bit later in life, you know, didn't necessarily grow up as a big kid, but then also struggled to kind of like get out of that challenge that you found yourself in. So what is your biggest tip to other fat guys out there who want to make change? 
Uh, I would. So my my biggest tip uh, would be to figure out what your goals are. Um, cause once you, you know, so know where you're at, figure out where you want to be, um, and, and then take the step and, and then figure out what steps you need to make that a reality. Cause it's something where if it, um, if you don't have a vision, you know, you're, you're not really going to go far. Uh, I know Arnold Schwarzenegger has the whole example of you can have the finest ship, the finest captain, the finest crew in the world. But if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a goal where you're going, that ship will just sail on the sea and not go anywhere. So it, it's something where, um, yeah, definitely, you know, know what your goal is and, uh, and, 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 and set up the steps that you need to take to, 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 to achieve it. That's awesome. I, I think you'll definitely have some answers for this next one. Tell me, what book, podcast, or other resource would you suggest to someone that needs motivation? For motivation? Okay, so this is actually right in my wheelhouse. I love self-help motivational uh, uh, books, uh, authors, uh, you know, um, speakers. So obviously, you know, for the easy stuff to go to YouTube, like I can always say, you know, Alan Roberts, Every Damn Day Fitness. And I can always say my channel, WSRT Fitness. Um, but uh, if you're really looking for some of the more well-known, more critically acclaimed, um, Og Mandino is actually my favorite author. Um, he was a man who, uh, he fought in World War II, uh, had some owl issues, lost his family and was homeless for a long time. And then one day kind of saw the light and fixed his life and, uh, ended up becoming a very successful, uh, motivational, inspirational author and speaker. And, uh, so, uh, Og Mandino is an author I would recommend to everybody. His first book was called The Greatest Salesman in the World. And it is not a book about sales. It's a book about a man who was a salesman. Um, but it's just an absolutely fantastic book. Um, and what a lot uh, also, well, not a lot of people know about me is that I actually published a book, uh, a self-help book called Redemption, um, which you can actually find. Uh, you can actually find it on Amazon still. Um, and it has the Secret Success Guide, which was uh, I came up with it on my own, but was heavily influenced by Agandino and also other 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 authors like uh, W. Clement Stone and Napoleon Hill, uh, also great guys as well to to read up on. Awesome. And and finally, Sean, tell us because you talked a lot about kind of like some of your fitness related and and you know your physique related goals that are coming up, but tell us one of your non weight loss or fitness related goals for the next year. Non-fitness related goals for the next year. Uh, <laughs> might seem kind of foolish to, to others, but because I have seven kids, um, it, it, it's kind of difficult. But um, despite moving to another state next year, I would like to have uh, to be able to take my wife uh, on a week long vacation somewhere where we wouldn't where we wouldn't normally go. Um, you know, it's something where so my wife uh, has put up with a lot from me and she is truly the most amazing woman in the world. Um, and when we got married, we didn't have the money to go on a honeymoon. We went to my family's vacation home instead because, you know, like I said, we didn't have any money. And uh, I promised her that we would uh, you know, do something nice for our five year anniversary. But I'm trying to do something sooner um and so that's 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 my non-fitness related goal for the next year is actually be able to to give her that because she she deserves so much more than i can give her she really does well that sounds like a fantastic goal my man so we have already kind of talked about where people can find you but i want to reiterate like i really think that if there's anyone out there who's looking for some motivation or even just some straight talk when it comes to weight loss and issues around obesity please go check out Sean's channel on YouTube, WSRT Fitness. He's got a lot of great stuff on there that I, I think you'd get a lot out of if you want to check that out. Sean, do you have any last words for our listeners today before we wrap this up? Uh, well, no, I think we pretty much covered, covered a lot of stuff today. Um, I mean, I mean, just, uh, you know, it, it was an honor being on the show with you, Gormy. And, you know, if, if you would ever have the inclination to have me back, I'd be more than willing to come back on and, and talk with you and any other guests, anything else that you'd like to do. Uh, and uh, anybody who wants to reach out to me, I'm I'm always there to listen and I'll always respond no, ma no matter who it is. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, that that I appreciate that a lot, Sean. And I really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the Fat Guy Forum. And I hope that everyone out there listening will will reach out and let him know any questions that they might have that he might be able to help them with or just really want to 
engage. I think I think Sean's someone who's really great for you to engage in a dialogue with around these topics. So make sure you take that opportunity to reach out to him today. And this, as always, is your host, Gourmet. You know where to find Sean now. You know where to find me, as always, but it's at Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto on Instagram. And you can also find me on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can find, you can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com, or you can also check out my website, which I've kind of slacked on the past week or two, uh, gourmetgoesketo.com, but I promise there's some cool stuff coming there as well. So all of Sean's links and my links will obviously be in the show notes today. This has once again been the Fat, Fat Guy Forum. I want to remind you to do something today to amaze yourself because you, my friends, are some truly amazing people out there. Have yourselves a fantastic day. 